It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast for 2023, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcast from. Well, the long Easter weekend is upon us. Plenty of people out across the roads this holiday weekend. So if you are travelling uh, do take it easy out there because I saw a report about road rage recently and it's increased since COVID and it does really surprise me how quickly things can escalate when it comes to road rage. So exercise plenty of your patience and be extremely careful. Well, coming up this morning, we are talking once again about property portfolios and how to keep them performing because it's one thing to have a portfolio. It's a completely different thing to keep it optimised. And of course, this is all part of our podcast series, Property Investing for Sydney Siders. And Arjun Paliwell is back. He is the Head of Research at Investicat Buyers Agency to talk about booming rents and rental laws. And a very good morning, Arjun. Welcome to the long weekend. How are you spending it? I'm actually in the States right now and looking to spend it with uh, watching the UFC card over this weekend in Miami, which has been a big thing on my bucket list and I'm really looking forward to ticking it off. You're a UFC fan. Boy, there's a big difference between watching it live as, as opposed to just watching it on the telly. Totally. I'm a huge fan and something I also practice regularly myself as well. So from practicing it and doing it to now watching it, I'm, I'm really into it. All right, so that is Arjun. He will be back in just a moment. Every morning from 6am, we bring you the latest real estate news with diverse perspectives from leading industry experts. We deliver the most property podcasts across Australia every week. Every morning from 6am across Australia, we deliver you the latest property news, commentary and predictions from Perth to Cairns and from Melbourne to Brisbane, seven days a week, only on The Real Estate Podcast. Wow, it is so nice to be getting a few days off, although I do see that the weather isn't playing ball today. Uh, We'll have a look at that in just a moment. If you are celebrating your birthday for today, April the 7th, happy birthday to you. You are sharing your birthday. Now, if you follow women's golf, you will know who Lydia Coe is. She was a former number one. She's a Kiwi and she is turning 25. Uh, Janice Ian the singer is turning 72 and Jackie Chan the actor and martial artist he is turning 68 it's the main center forecast yes let's have a look at some of the wet weather around the country on our good Friday first we go to Sydney showers with a possible thunderstorm expecting 25 as your forecast high also the same for Melbourne showers and a possible storm with 19 and also in Brisbane expecting one or two showers and a high of 28 
28 degrees and in Perth expect sunshine and maybe a shower or two with a high of 25 so as I said plenty of showers around the country today for our Good Friday. We're a lot more than just real estate. Available for breakfast from 6am. Then on the drive to work or in your ear at the gym. In fact, wherever you go, we're available seven days a week. Well, as savvy investors are well aware, cash flow in the real estate market has fluctuated in recent years, with rental prices booming, interest rates on the rise, and rental laws also changing across different regions of Australia. Now, it can be tough for property investors in Sydney to maintain a profitable portfolio. However, as more Sydney residents explore the possibilities of investing beyond their borders, it's absolutely crucial to keep your assets performing and growing over time, allowing you to reap the rewards of compounded growth. And Arjun, maintaining that smoothly functioning portfolio is a top priority for an investor. Unfortunately, not everyone has the luxury of a seamless experience, if we can put it that way. So can you shed some light on the underlying causes of this challenge? Yeah, the key thing here is that everyone's investing in property for the idea of growth and then as well as multiple layers and streams of cash flow. Now, what tends to happen is that the growth is something that happens over a long-term period and the same with cash flow as rents rise. But then they can be met with things like repairs, maintenance, issues, vacancy. And all of a sudden that long term starts to feel so far away that people get restless. And whether that's their personal finances that change or whether they need to sell properties and they end up selling too early. These are some of the things that clog up a portfolio and don't allow it to grow to the heights it could. And just having a look at repairs and maintenance, especially when you have a number of properties, I mean, it's a, it's a key part in all of the strategy within this, isn't it? Yeah, repairs and maintenance are an interesting one because one should always buffer for it. However, what I end up doing is finding a rule that ends up being something that helps me in my mindset for it, but also something that's a little bit far-fetched and unlikely to happen. So it makes me feel very conservative. And I call it the 1% rule. I tell myself, if I had a portfolio growing 5% per annum, and this is some very you know average compound growth, by the way, because averages can reach 7 and 8 sometimes. But if it was going 5% per annum, and I say took away 1% and made it 4%, would I still invest in property? And most would still say, well, yeah, sure, because it's 4% of a million dollar home or a 500K home and then that would benefit your portfolio margin. So why not do that? And that's why I look at it going, well, what if you took 1% away from your repairs and assume that 1% happened in repairs and maintenance every year? Now, does it look scary? Well, it doesn't, but at the same time it does because 1% is not a small number. However, it just gives that investor a peace of mind with a mindset like that. Yeah, and some people actually might say, why only 1% and not more? Well, it's a good question. So if we look at 1%, call it a $500,000 home, that's $5,000. Now, a $5,000 budget every year for repairs is a large budget. I'd be a little bit annoyed if my properties all across my portfolio cost me 5000 every year. But that's a special mindset to have. Now, when that $2,000 aircon happens, you're not stressing about it. 
You're not worried about it. You've already had that mindset that fixes in 1% each year and you just go, hey, it's part of business because I'd still have extreme comfort in my long-term goals if my portfolio achieved 4% compounding instead of five. And so this is why it helps investors carry on, not sweat the small stuff and actually hold their portfolio long-term versus thinking it's an underperforming property and judging it too early in their journey. Yeah, and sort of based around what you're saying, it sounds like having sufficient cash reserves is crucial for maintaining that stable holding. And in your opinion, is there a particular sweet spot when it comes to the optimal amount of cash buffer to have in hand? Yeah, there is a sweet spot actually, and we've been doing some back and forth on numbers to try and find an amount where A, an investor can have enough per property sitting there, but B, also know that when there's too much cash and anything above that should be focused on growing wealth rather than just protecting it. And so we found that when you take out all expenses, meaning repayments, rates, water, insurances and whatnot, keeping at least six to 12 months and six if you're an aggressive investor, nine to 12 if you're more conservative, allows you to work on a cash buffer per property that's sufficient, allowing you to cover vacancies, repairs, maintenance, and just focus on the reason why you invested on property, which is long-term holding it, long-term wealth. And Arjun, when it comes to evaluating a property's performance within an investor's portfolio and ensuring alignment with their goals, how frequently do you recommend reviewing decisions regarding buying, holding or selling a property? Well, this is the sad part about property investing. Unfortunately, people feel it's a a one year or two year, it's good or bad. And that's just not the case. I mean, think of how many stories of the barbecues you hear, I wish I hadn't sold that property. And this is because of poor management strategies, whether it be repairs and maintenance management, which we talked about earlier, or whether it be buffers. Now, the last one it can be is performance review. So I think of performance review in three ways. One is from a perspective of just staying proactive, and that's my annual reviews. And this is where I conduct annual bank valuations. This is not what I judge a portfolio success on, but it does keep my finger on the pulse and allow me to extract equity to scale further if it has gone extra well. Then I have the second component, which is my bank assessments. And I look at that every two to three years. And this is more from a finance point of view to look at maybe refinancing, getting better interest rates, and of course, accessing my equity. The final timeline is now the 10-year milestone. I do believe that within a 10-year period, your portfolio or your asset should have moved in the right direction to give you confidence to say you made the right call or not. And so these three milestones there are so different in what they do. One is for just finger on the pulse. Second is for assessing the right rates and refinancing or reviewing. And the third is for performance, where sadly what buyers end up doing is on the first year they go, oh, well, I could have made a better decision. And again, all of these milestones that break their confidence end up breaking their confidence to scale. And this is what holds people's portfolios back from building one to the next to the next. All right, so lots of great information around portfolios and how to optimise them. I'll let you go. I'll let you enjoy Miami and enjoy that UFC fight. Definitely. I'll, I'll be really looking forward to that. And I promise I won't take any habits back from the fight and applying them back home or anything. So <laughs> I'll stay good. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.